Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Hey Metalheads, thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I'm Mark Jackson, I'm your host. Wow, it's already uh, the 2nd of July. I can't believe it. It's crazy. Uh, This year has just fucking flown by just like last year did as well. Uh, But I have Kevin Patterson from Hatriot on the line. I'm going to get with him here momentarily. But before we do, of course, you know, you're going to get to hear a song from Hatriot. And also, I do want to say, please, just over the weekend, be safe. Don't do anything stupid. Don't have fucking bottle rocket fights and Roman candle fights and shit like that with your friends. Uh, Please handle your alcohol responsibly, your fireworks responsibly, everything. Just your, you know, your smoke, if that's your thing. Please just do it all responsibly. Chill out. Just have a good time. Be with friends. Be with family. Be safe. Make sure you guys are clicking the links to the bands below. The official websites, the Bandcamp pages, the YouTube pages, the Spotify playlist. Without being able to play shows, this is the only way these guys can make any kind of money. So please, click those links, show your support, and help these people out. Because they are the ones that need it the most. Also, thank you to the sponsors, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music. Go get your gear from those places. Check out Burt, Bobby, Brooks, Howard, and Mike uh, at both of the stores. Click the links, momsmusic.com, maxwellshouseofmusic.com. I also want to say anywhere you can get 
this podcast, you can get the Wrestling Steve Show, the It's Gonna Get Weird podcast, and the Night Demon Heavy Metal podcast. So please, after you're done listening to this show, listen to these people as well. They have great content. Super fucking rad people. Check them out. Also, Better Days Records. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, or you know, you can click below. They have a Discogs page for some really cool, rare shit you can find. So check out Better Days Records. This comes from the 2014 album, Dawn of the New Centurion. This is the title track, Dawn of the New Centurion.
right, metalheads, I'm being joined in sunny California, the Bay Area, you know, so infamous for the Bay Area thrash scene. I have Kevin Patterson from Hatriot here on the line. Dude, what the fuck is up? What is up, Mark? How are you? I am very happy to be on the Metal Forge right now. You know, Say what's up to all the metalheads and drinking a beer right now, so... Thanks again for having me on, brother. I really appreciate it. Dude, thank you for coming on, seriously. Uh, what are you drinking today? I am drinking a nice uh, Ballast Point IPA out of uh, San Diego. Ooh. See, I'm not a big IPA guy. I, I, I'm i just not. My friends are. And they're like, oh, come on, pussy. No, <laughs> they're not like that <laughs> bad. But, uh, but yeah, I always like to hear what people are drinking, especially when I get bands from out of my area or even overseas, because it's so cool because I try to look these up and I'm like, hey, I want to try this <laughs> for sure. I know. I've had some some crazy import beers that I've learned about from other bands and then realized I can get them out here and it's opened a lot of new doors for me. So I, I drink all types of beer. So whatever I can get my hands on, I'll take it, right? You know, being the epicenter of you know, entertainment for the most part in California. And I'm sure New York is this exact same way as well. I'm sure with me being in like the Midwest, you all get a whole lot more import stuff like beer, you know, stuff like that, that you would all, oh, all yeah. get rather than I'd have to send off for it and then run the risk of never getting it. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I can go to a, a total wine and they have pretty much any import beer I could ever want. Hell yeah. Dude, that's rad. Uh, so, Hatriot, you're the newest member. You joined in 2018. Tell the Metal Forge listeners out there how that happened for you, how you joined the band. Yeah, so um, I had played in a couple bands growing up. Uh, I played in a band called Liar's Cult uh, with members of Bleeding Through. And uh, Nick, our drummer who plays in Hatriot, was the drummer of that band and me and him had went to high school together and we had played in multiple projects together. And then when that band broke up, me and him started a band called Sudden Loss, which was Hatriot's side project. This is before I joined um, Hatriot still. And I remember we just kept going through members and they just weren't reliable. They couldn't tour. I mean, all great people, people we knew. Um, but, you know, being in a band is a lot of work and it's a lot of work, life balance uh, for sure. And then, we had our guitarist and our vocalist step out at the same time. And I just told Nick, I was like, you know, I have to do something music related, whether I just record at home and produce it myself and release it. Um, I was like, I got to do something. I got to stay busy because, you know, music, music is more than just a hobby for me. So, and I remember him texting me like five minutes later and he's like, you want to give Hatria to try? And I was like, yeah. I was like, are you sure? And he's like, let me talk to the guys. We would love to have you try out. And then, you know, I, I did one tryout. I think I went up against two, three other guys and they were like, you know, we've all known Kevin for a long time. We know he's reliable. We know his head's in the game. Like we would love to have you. And so I joined right as, uh, we were writing from days under darkness. Right on. So looking here at the lineup, it seems like, you know, this was something that Cody had started with Zetro. Yeah, it was Cody, um, Zetro, and Costa, our uh, other guitarist, that had started the band. 
Definitely. And it seems like, you know, that's like a cool thing to me personally, because I'm kind of the only musical person in my family. I know, like my mom did stuff when she was younger and everything, but not w when I was getting into, into music and such. So for that idea, it's like, hey, I'm jamming in a band with my dad, who is also the singer of fucking like Exodus and shit. <laughs> so <laughs> it's crazy to think about, right? Definitely, it, it, it's one of those things that you know you got to seriously take a step back and say, "Wow, my dad's Zetro." <laughs> Which, uh, seeing him in documentaries and stuff like that, I've actually never had the pleasure to meet him. Uh, when my band played with Exodus, it was when Rob was on vocals with them. So. Super cool Got dude. It. So yeah, he's been nothing but but nice and helpful to me, and I've known Zet since I was thirteen. So you know, it, it, we're all pretty much family at this point. <laughs> Definitely. But he stepped out in 2015, and Cody took over vocals. Correct. And here back in you know, fast forwarding quite a bit now, you uh did from days into darkness in 2019 and here just in this past March, it looks like you released a single, uh, from my cold dead hands. Yeah. So that was, um, one of the, the best songs off of the, the previous album, Dawn of the new Centurion. And when we were getting Cody to do vocals, I remember, you know, there was practice and there was an upcoming Patriot show with DRI and, Cody was just trying to mimic his dad at practice, just joking around. And he sounded dead on like him, but kind of with his own flair on it. Right. And I think everyone just kind of looked at Cody and was like, dude, you can do this. And so then he kind of just honed in on it. And, you know, he's a great bass player, but he had to take some time and learn how to be a front man and learn really how to use his voice going from backups to taking over all majority of the vocals. And, uh, what we had done is we had re-recorded uh, those two songs, and that was the one that we released was with Cody's vocals. We went to uh, Juan Ortega, who's done great bands such as Machine Head and Testament. He's worked with us, Vicious Rumors, and uh, Cody retracted the vocals on From My Cold Dead Hands, and people loved it, and it was a good take kind of to see the difference between Cody and his father. Definitely, and that album I actually have is Dawn of the New Centurion, and the Zetro version is badass, and Cody's is just like, bam, like, in your face, like, I, I, oh, I can't yeah. explain it. It, it. It's super fucking rad, and he had to step in, as, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the example here, he had to channel his inner Lemmy for being a bass and vocal. Exactly, and we told him, you know, it, literally that, it, channel your inner <laughs> Lemmy, Channel your inner Tom Araya, right? Oh, all these yeah. great, all these great frontmans, because that's the thing. You can sing the parts and you can play bass, but being a frontman is its own lesson and its own that you have to learn I, how to react with the crowd, how to get the crowd to react with you, right? So I am very, definitely very well aware of that. <laughs> Personally, I, I that's my role in in overload is bass and vocals, and yes. It is a very, yeah, so you definitely know. Oh, for sure. It is definitely something that is completely on another plane of existence to not only have to play an instrument, but to deliver a vocal line and still try to captivate and move people in between songs. Because I think, Correct. I think everybody out there has that 
that show that they go to where n- none of the vocalists talk between the songs and they're just like, yeah, this is such and such. And there it is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad. I mean, especially after all of COVID, um, Cody's been on Twitch doing live streams a lot and uh, just talking to people on live streams every night and playing Hatred songs to these people. He's really up to his up to Zanny over this last year with COVID, just reacting to fans, knowing what to say, when to say it. Um, and it, it'll definitely benefit our live show going forward. Definitely. And since this band has been out since 2010, by the way, listeners out there. So they're not a new band They're You guys have done your, done your time. You're doing your time. You're, you're getting these tours under your belts and stuff like that. And, so what has the pandemic actually helped you guys with? So it's been very up and down as far as uh, the, the pros and cons of it, right? So, I mean, at the beginning of it, we were kind of unknowing what was going to happen with COVID. And we just saw, you know, concerts getting shut down, venues getting shut down, um, like really historic venues that, that we love in the Bay Area, such as Slims, if anyone out there knows Slims in San Francisco or the Oakland Metro, which are some of our favorite venues out here. Um, they closed due to COVID and it was, it was pretty heartbreaking for us. And we were on, we were about six to eight months in, uh, the, the tour cycle pretty much for, uh, Days Under Darkness and it, it got cut. And I remember we had European tour dates in, uh, I believe Germany, the Netherlands and in Belgium. And, all of that had had to get postponed. So that was a big bummer. So we all kind of got in a room and really had to think about this and say, you know, you, we have to progress. We still have to stay in touch with our fans. We still have to t- stay in touch with our friends and the people who support us because this is hard for us, but it's, it's harder for them as well because there's no new music coming out. There's no concerts, right? And a lot of people, that's one of the only things they look forward to, especially metalheads. It's, it's such a big, family-friendly bond when you go to shows and not having that really hurts. So we got all in a room. We decided that we were going to start going on Twitch and Cody was going to start Twitching and I was going to start going on Twitch and doing live streams and that we were going to start doing a podcast. And then we were like, we need to knock out a new album so that as soon as the floodgates open after COVID, we have a new album ready to go. So we have pretty much spent the last year and a half writing our new album, which will be called The Veil of Shadows. You you heard it here, uh, Metal Forge, and it will be called The Veil of Shadows. Uh, nice. It's going to be through Massacre Records, and we have rewritten this album about four times in the last year and a half. So we have definitely taken our time to make sure this is a special album that all of you metalheads are going to love. Dude, that is awesome. Like... That's what I was going to ask next is, you know, how is the writing process going for you guys? And I'm assuming everything's written and is it recorded? I mean, is it ready to go? Like if you could, if, if tomorrow happened and you could put the album out, then is it ready to go? So we're at the point now where we have, like I said before, we rewrote the album like four times. So we have finally said, okay, Enough is enough. I think we are where we need to be. Um, and we have just actually talked to our manager, uh, who is Craig and Lum of Heathen, who runs Aim High Management. And uh, he's uh, scheduling dates with uh, Zach Oren 
uh, who's a great producer. He's done tons of great bands. Uh, he did the last Warbringer record. He's done Ex Mortis. He's done Machine Head. Um, he's done All Shall Perish. He's done a lot of great bands. And we just thought, you know, this, this album's going to have a little bit newer of a sound. Um, it's still going to be just as heavy hitting as every Hatred album, maybe even heavier. And we kind of want to progress with a slightly different new sound on our records. So we decided to, um, go with Zach Oren. We really like what he's done on a lot of records. He's been a great guy. We've met him a couple times. And so we decided to pull the trigger. So we will be recording in August and hopefully we're looking at a October to January release, depending on the record label. Cause I know I was talking to Zetro the other week and he said they had to push back the Exodus record because vinyl production is just so behind because of COVID. So oh, we're really, we're really shooting for October. But at the latest, it will be February. Definitely. And for the Metal Forge listeners out there who don't realize this, Massacre Records has been around since uh, 91. They're from Germany. And there's tons of other bands I'm sure you've heard of who are on that that label, which uh, Dark Throne is on there. Uh, who else is on there? Oh, my gosh. Cornerstone. Oh, man. Wow. I, I so, know. So many awesome fucking people on here. Dream Slave, Duke. Like there are tons of bands that are on that label, and and it's all kinds of music. It's it, it's all kinds like you've got death, power, thrash, goth, uh, doom. So many bands to choose from, you know. So definitely check into the the Massacre Records catalog for sure. Yeah, they're great. I mean, like you you pretty much hit the nail on the head. They have every genre you could want, all sorts of types of bands. I believe they've done stuff with King Diamond. They've done stuff with Exciter, uh, except, I mean, there's been, there's been a lot of bands to go through them. And what a lot of people don't know is, uh, they're actually a sister company company of uh, nuclear blast records. Oh, so, hell yeah. Which is which, pretty badass. which everybody else is on <laughs> them or century. Exactly. Media. Exactly. So, so no, but they're they're great folks from Germany. They they help us out wonderfully. Super nice people. I have nothing but respect for our record label. Hell yeah! You did mention something a second ago with um, Zetro saying that the Exodus record got pushed back because of vinyl production, and that is one thing that I have noticed over the pandemic because nobody can really work, and because you know they can't go back to full staff and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of places are now, so it's going to start to write itself. But there is a ton of uh, record pressing plants that are that way. Yeah. And, and uh, you know what's crazy is I know, like, I think pr- like a lot of it is they just can't get the vinyl. I mean, out here there was a lot of, uh, like, aluminum shortage. There was a plastic shortage. Like, Budweiser and Coca-Cola and all them couldn't get cans. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was weird. So I think... They can press it. They now have people back in. They just don't have the materials. Yeah, the, which is the raw product for sure. Yeah. And let's face it, we don't want to have it done on plastic like Decibels Flexi uh, series. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we want as, a high quality product. Definitely. As cool as that would be to have a Decibel Flexi, uh, I, I would rather have the real thing, which church recordings, you know. Friends of the Metal Forge, uh, from like Haunt and Beastmaker and and so on. Trevor Church, they've he's put out some albums over the last year 
that I'm still waiting on one of them. Man. And it's been since November when pre-orders went up. And I was like, oh, shit. And then finally, like, they were like, well, it's going to be in May. It's like, all right, cool. And here it is in June. And they were like, well, unfortunately, when Trevor was going to ship out the U.S. orders... His uh, box of vinyl was damaged in shipping, so we're gonna have oh. to, we're gonna have to ship them from Scotland. So it's gonna take a few extra weeks, even uh, longer because it has to go through customs oh, yeah. and all that stuff. That's a headache. But when it comes here, I know it's gonna be sweet and it's gonna sound amazing because he, you know, it's high quality product, and exactly. that's what you got to do these days. Which brings me to another point with like live setup is how do you all... I know everybody has backdrops and so on and so forth, and you come from the cloth of, you know, bands that did put on shows as opposed to five dudes playing on a stage. So how does that work for you all? Do you all have a stage set up? Do you have a a little bit of the theatrics going on live? Oh, yeah. I mean, we just dropped a couple thousand dollars on our stage setup because... We, we, we all, I mean, we all did the backdrops. We, we have big backdrops. We had giant metal Frankenstein heads and metal Hatriot cutouts that were on barbed wire fence pieces as our scrims, um, that we did from days into darkness. And now with the veil of shadows and people not going to shows, that was something that we took into consideration was we really need to amp up our live show so that when we come back out of the gate and people want to see a concert. They're going to get the concert that they, they paid for and it's going to be bigger and it's going to be better than they even expected. So we have new like geyser fountains, strobes, lasers, flower lights. We're getting a new backdrop, scrims. I mean, we've, we've spent a lot of money on new gear. We have um, a whole new, um, a whole new group of stagehands that are, are going to be doing our lighting and our stage tech and uh, guitar tech, strum tech. So, yeah, we have a we have a full package when we play. We have a great group of uh, people we've known for a long time who are really reliable. And some of them are union stagehands that do, you know, Kelly Clarkson and all these uh, big shows that come to town. So it's, it's really good having them um, because if anything does go wrong, they, they know what to do. Absolutely. And I like how you threw out the Kelly Clarkston deal there when it comes to stagehand work because, hey, it doesn't matter. It's all music at the end of the day. It's all the same. If you know what a DLX chord is and you're running lights and you know what the XLRs is and quarter inch and pass me this and pass me that, it, it's all the same, right? Absolutely. Um, just just the different, different uh, no distortion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just different music, and I'm I respect that, but it's 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 still an art form at the end of the day. From you know building the stage to doing the lights, to doing the sound, and there people don't realize how much really goes into prepping for a concert at a venue. Absolutely, and it's it's interesting to me because when Metallica released the Binge and Purge box set back in the early nineties, well ninety three. It was insane because the book had scans from their tour on Justice in there. And it was showing how, like, they had to make, like, set in, in the European uh, market, they had to, uh, just to break even, they had to make, like, $75,000 a show. Wow. And it's just like, holy shit. And, of course, they're, you know, they're going to do it. 
But yeah, but it's like seventy five thousand dollars. That's that's a ton of fucking money. <laughs> I know you don't you don't think about it till you think about it, <laughs> right? And you know, here I'm planning a tour for two weeks, going like, "Hey, am I going to get a hundred bucks for gas money?" <laughs> I know it is like, especially for us. I mean, we'll get the craziest offers. We'll get people who want to, you know, pay us stacks of cash to play a show, and then we'll get people like. Hey, will you do this backyard gig for 300 bucks? Like, sorry, but I can't do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause they, it's they like, just don't realize what goes into it. And, and I know you were talking about, um, shows out there and tours. Uh, I recently saw Iron Maiden right before COVID and I heard, I mean, we all love Iron Maiden, right? All right, the, right. everyone listening to Metal Forge, all the metalheads, everyone loves Iron Maiden. And they honestly have one of the, the craziest live shows. And I saw, the tour that they just did, I think their guarantee was $990,000 per show. Oh my gosh. And that's crazy, like, right? And that's just for the band, right? That's just for the band, but you got to think that pays for the, the, the semi trucks going state to state with the giant Eddie in the background and all their, cause they change backdrops like almost every song, all those backdrops, all oh, the yeah. backlining. Like it's, it's crazy just to think about. The expenses oh, sure. of that kind of stuff. You know, I've I've seen them three times now, and they never have ceased to amaze me with not only just the pyrotechnics, but the the scrims, the backdrops, the giant animatronic Eddie, uh, the 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 plane on Aces High, and the, the, the giant Eagle Man on Flight of Icarus. Yeah, yeah. like it's, crazy and. It was like the last time. It was like a Legacy of the Beast is, I think, the one I last saw them on, and that was in 2019. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. So then we must have saw them on the same tour. And when the when the Eagle Man of you know in Flight of Icarus at the very end of the song he just deflates and drops. It's like holy shit. (laughs) That's crazy how quick they can do their whole stage. It's so like. I was I was with Nick when we went, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, the lights go out, and three seconds later, their whole stage has changed. Like, I'm, how do they do this? And he's like, it has to be on pulleys. It has to be on oh, spring-loaded yeah. pulleys or something. Yeah. And if you've ever seen the documentary of uh, Flight 666, seriously, if you haven't, watch it. Because they actually do, there is that little bit of, you know, seeing how the sausage is made kind of thing in there. Yeah. And it's totally rad. And you just, you see everything, you know. And that's the tour where Bruce was flying to every show for the band. Yeah. And I what what tour was that? Was that in 2008? Something like that, where it was the... I think I saw them on that tour. Yeah, it was the... I know they did, like, 24 cities in, like, 30 days or something. And it was, like, on every continent except for Antarctica. That's that's so crazy to me. Like, you think about how many people are in the world and how many countries there are and states, and knowing that, that bands hit all that, like, a, a year and a half is just crazy to me. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, like, look at the Black Album tour, the Wherever I May Roam tour from Metallica. They did, like, 300 dates on that deal over over three years, or two years, actually. Man. So, that's, and, and that's just, like, all at the same time, like, not nonstop kind of deal. It's, like, insane to me. 
Yeah, I mean, being on the road that much, not seeing your family, not seeing your kids, I mean, not having your own bed to sleep in, right? Definitely. For, for a year and a half, I mean, that's you really have to be dedicated as a musician. And people don't really think about that. They're like, oh, well, they have, you know, they stay at multi-million dollar hotels and this and that, but they don't, they don't think about the day to day. And that's, that's definitely a, a big move for musicians. And it, it does take a lot of dedication. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, they don't think about, uh, when I say they, a lot of people don't tend to think about, you know, when they see, that yeah, they're staying in uh, diamond-rated hotels or five-star hotels in that time period in their life. They're not talking about the shit that they had to eat in 1982 and three when they were living in uh, the storage unit for the practice space that John Zazula rented for them. I know, you know, and not- it's like you—you you really have to be invested. You really have to make life choices and sacrifices to be to be a musician like especially now especially because you know record sales and all that has changed and it's all streaming now and the the payout's completely different and there's a lot less money in the industry now um i mean it it really takes dedication to be a musician this day and age oh definitely and that's where Bandcamp has came in and has been a godsend or delivered a deliverance for so many independent musicians because if you've got something that can catch fire, and let's face it, New Rock Radio is dead as shit. Yeah. You know, it's all here. It's all in podcast. It's all online. New Rock Radio, especially in the Midwest, I have no New Rock station here. So, man. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like we've got like four classic rock stations that are starting to play stuff like Nevermind from Nirvana and the Black Album stuff, and it's just like shit, man. And and then all the rest is like the Cream and Led Zeppelin and the Eagles oh, and the Yardbirds, right? Yeah, well, and even still, even on Zeppelin, it's like limited to like Heartbreaker, Living, Love, and Made, some stuff off the first album, and like Stairway to Heaven. You're never gonna man. hear like Misty Mountain Hop or any shit like that, you know? Yeah, but, and I mean. Especially with the day and age that we are in now with, with streaming, like, don't get me wrong, I still stream songs. I know the payout's absolutely terrible. I mean, I still stream songs on Apple and Spotify, but I do collect records, and that's something that I am very adamant about, is if I go to a show and I, I really like the band, I will go out of my way to either find their record, the first pricing record, buy it at the show, I mean... And I, and I make sure I try and support the band as much as possible. And that's why I love collecting vinyl. I feel it sounds better. I feel like, like you brought up earlier, you get the full package. You get to see the album artwork in more depth, in depth. And, uh, you definitely get to support the band a lot more than if you were listening to their song on Spotify or iTunes. Absolutely. And I think it's a gratification thing with Spotify and iTunes and such where they do their year in review kind of thing for these independent artists. And it is nice to sit there and see independent bands like Haunt and Hatriot and my band Overload and all these other bands, Savage Master out there who can get their stats for the year and say, holy shit, we did half a million plays on Spotify this year. Yeah. That's insane, and that's, you know, that's gratifying as a fan of bands to see. Correct, and it, and it kind of gives you, 
the the reason why I like it is the statistics as well. I mean, as if you're on Spotify, you get um, Spotify artists, and it tells you like how many people are listening to your song right now, the biggest cities, where, how, what the age of the people is. Like you get all these crazy statistics, and like last year we had um, our album was sold in 88 countries, and I'm just like, to me, that's that's just mind boggling to me that my, our our music that we just spend so much time writing and and recording and all this because we we have a passion for it and we love it like is in 88 countries and to me that's just mind-boggling and and you know that's that's insane because if it's 88 countries you know there's only 195 countries in the world that's half of them it's crazy <laughs> it's like holy shit that's that's half of them. That's great, you know. And yeah, there's definitely pros and cons to streaming. I mean, if we were just selling vinyl and there was no such thing as streaming, I mean, we wouldn't be able to reach all of those places and obtain new audience and show our music to new people. It, we would pretty much be in a lot closed of a circle compared to what streaming is now. I mean, I know the payout's a lot less, but... Oh, Exposing absolutely. your music to new people is so much easier. So there's definitely pros and cons to it. Well, here's the thing, and here's like a couple of points of advice for any independent musicians out there that are wondering about things like this, about the about streaming and so on and so forth. Yes, the payout is absolutely shit. It's like fractions of a cent, but the the more you can turn on your audience to new material get those streams, get them going because those fractions of a cent over time, you know, if you get a couple hundred thousand streams a year, that's, you know, like four or 500 bucks at a time, you know? So if you can get, yeah. that, it's going to build. So putting, it's putting in the work more than anything. And the second, exactly. Point, and the second point I wanted to make of this is if you have a common name, it's going to be hard to track your metrics because I am in a band called Overload, and that is a very common phrase. And yeah. it is used for decibel overload, uh, crazy ninja, numbskull fucking overload. I don't know, anything. <laughs> but anything that like your band name can be attached to that's a, a common thing, it it's going to blur your lines of being able to find out your actual metric. Because I... We, Coca-Cola released some kind of, uh, like, in India, they released some kind of dance mix thing, and, and it was called Overload. And we're getting streams for that shit being reported with ours. Man, <laughs> that's crazy. So It's just so much jumbling going on, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. So make sure, if you if you have a common name, make sure you're getting that stuff worked out. <laughs> I know. It, I mean, at least for us, we luck out because hatred's a pretty uncommon term. Um, up until all the the political stuff that's going on now, I mean, I'm not much of a political guy, but I like. I think we got featured in. This was right before COVID. We got featured in USA Today, and they were doing a, a, a Trump thing, and they were like, "So and so being a hatred, not to can be confused with." Bay Area thrash metal band Hatrian. I was like, well, thanks for the shout out USA Today. You know, I'll take it. <laughs> no kidding. Absolutely, I'd take it. I mean, that's national exposure, world exposure, you know? Fucking right. Exactly. What do they say? Uh, any publicity is good publicity. 
Right. There's no such thing as bad publicity, as it were. That, exactly. and, that's, and of course, that's depending. You know, depending on. I mean, if if your name is Bill Cosby, I guess that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man! So I'm sure with the name Hatriot, you you get the people who can't really don't really wrap their head around it too much. They can't really wrap their head around it, and it's like Hat Riot and shit like that. I'm sure too. I mean, we had Bam Margera from Jackass shout us out, and he called us Patriot. So. You never know. Oh my gosh, you're you're right. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it reminds me. You say the thing about Bam Margera, and I remember like vividly seeing like every year on like the anniversary of Ryan Dunn's death, Hulk Hogan tweets out. He's like, "Sorry, uh, Bam. Wish you were still here." And Bam like Aww. repeatedly like s- says back to him, "He's like, it wasn't me, dude." I'm still here. We should hang out. <laughs> the man. I would love to hang out with both of them. Right. <laughs> so I do like to ask some personal questions on the Metal Forge as well. These are all about you as a person. Because, of course. And I say this, I've said this for like the last like 14 months almost. <laughs> the, the, the pandemic has driven into our skulls that we're all in this together. Right. Correct. So, um, these are all about you. Sabbath or Zeppelin? Oh, man. I'm going to have to go Sabbath. I mean, I love them almost equally. They're just different. But Sabbath, I got into first, and it really opened a lot of doors to me. And I remember being in, like, fifth grade or something and just being the biggest Tony Iommi fan. And and it just went from Black Sabbath to Ozzy Osbourne to Zach Wilde, the Black Label Society to to Dio, to, and it just opened so many doors for me. So I have to go Black Sabbath. Absolutely. Uh, what food can you not stand? Oh man, that's a tough one. I love food. Um, I know. I see your Instagram posts. You're. <laughs> I, I love to cook. I love to eat. I mean. As we speak, I'm sitting at a pizza parlor with this piece of pizza in front of me with the beer, right? So oh, it's not getting uh, cold or nothing, is it? No, we are all good. Uh, food that I don't like—that's a hard one. Uh, I think split pea soup. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I really don't like. Definitely. Or an eel or an eel roll. I like tuna. Don't like eel. Mm, nice, absolutely. Uh, what is something that you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do? Uh Think about that. I feel like uh, parkour. I would love to be able to do like a backflip over the side of a skyscraper. That would be great. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of tall buildings where I'm at. I mean, I, so like I know in like the Bay Area and L.A. and all that, I've been there. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of huge buildings. So like 70 and 80 floor buildings, I don't think I could do it. Oh, that. man. Yeah, we got big buildings everywhere. And imagine just like being able to run up the wall and do a backflip. Like that would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, I, I'm, I'm thinking of like base jumping too. So <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Oh. Uh, what is a song you listen to before every show? Oh, man. There's a couple. Um, I mean, Armageddon Blues by Power Trip definitely gets me amped up. Um, a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll by ACDC. I mean, that's definitely puts you in the mindset. Um, I and think I think five, 
I think fire, fire by with fire by Metallica too, just because it's aggressive, it's fast, it and, gets you pumped up, and it's such a great album opener. And you exactly. know, and you mentioned uh, it's a long way to the top. I think there's a reason why they play it before every every. Show. Yeah, I mean, and that was I think the first ACDC song that I was introduced to because my dad loved that song, and. The lyrics just kind of stuck with me as I kind of continued in my music career and that song just kind of stuck with me. And it was one of the first real kind of heavy songs that I was introduced to. So that's definitely one that kind of resets me, um, resets my mindset, definitely gets me ready to go. Hell yeah. What band do you like, but none of your friends like? Uh, Danzig. I love Danzig. Lucifage is a great album, and every time I played in the car with Nick, he just rips on Danzig all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm assuming it's because they've probably met each other or or something like that. <laughs> no, he just doesn't like the uh, the heavy metal Elvis vocals. Ah, uh, I get it. I get it. I saw it's a cool, all it's all preference for sure. I saw a funny meme the other day. It was a uh, uh, Ned Flanders as Danzig and it said Flanzig. Oh man. <laughs> and I think he's been a uh I think the internet has really clowned on him hardcore. Yeah, Un- and unjustly. I, I feel like I this is my take is everyone thinks of him as such like a, a tough guy, angry guy, but like if you watch oh man, I mean he was on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. They did an episode about him on Adult Swim. Um, and then he was in another TV show where he played a Romanian guy from Transylvania and like showed some guy like hot beach attire or something like so. I mean, he does have a comedic side to him, which, oh, which I think is hilarious. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to. What was your favorite TV show growing up? Favorite TV show growing up? Um, I mean, as a kid. I mean, I got into South Park at a really early age. I love South Park, uh, so I, I got to stick with South Park. That really got that was just great <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, here's a big one, and this is the one that always gets the flack. And, and I'm going I'm to say it now: is what is the worst album by your favorite band? All right, um, I I love Slayer and I love Death. Those are like probably two of my biggest musical influences i suppose the hardest part is picking a favorite band i know right that's that's step number one um i'm gonna go with slayer what i don't even remember what the full album name i think it's diablo and musica oh yeah Yeah. oh man you can't get into it i mean i love every slayer record i love god hates us all i love christ illusion i love every record they put out except that one i can't listen to it Definitely, and I think that was the uh, was it like ninety three or something like that when that came. Yeah, out? when they 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 just times changed and and metal changed in the nineties and everyone was just trying new things and it, it just didn't fit for them and you know that's all it was and then they came back I think with God hates us all in, in two thousand one and that's one of my favorite Slayer records that thing is just so heavy. Yeah, I'm I'm actually completely wrong on that. It's ninety eight. Oh man! So it's it's way late. Yeah, it's the uh, the one with the, like the priest on the cover. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was thinking of uh, divine intervention, unfortunately. So, 
That's a great record. <laughs> and it though. is a great record. I mean, Killing Fields alone, you know, that's a great way to start the album for sure. I know. That intro is just so heavy. Definitely. And, and you know, even just like going through that album, you know, like SS3, Serenity and Murder, Mind Control. Oh, my gosh, it's crazy. Uh, what is your most unpopular music opinion? Oh, man. Most unpopular music opinion. Um, I like all sorts of music. I mean, and and sometimes we could be at a party with a bunch of metalheads and I'll put on just the most random stuff. I mean, I'm from the Bay Area. Bay Area rap is big here. If I put on Mac Dre at a, uh, a party with a bunch of metalheads, they don't like it too much. So I think that's that's probably about the extent of it. Right on. So that you like the Bay Area rap, but everybody else is kind of like, nah, come on, man. It's more of like I hang out with a lot of metalheads, and I'm very open-minded about music. And, you know, metal will always be my passion, but I like rap. I like rock. I like um, punk. I was really into punk. I like hardcore. I like pop. I mean, there's a, there, I, I cherry-pick things, and not everyone likes that. <laughs> For sure. I get it. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, man. Um, people chewing with their mouth open. I can't stand it. <laughs> I, I love him to death. Uh, my former guitar player, Cheyenne, he actually had an issue with his jaw. It's like TMJ. It's a, it's a big ordeal. And he can't chew with his mouth closed, mouth closed because it'll actually dislocate his jaw. Oh man! So so and, you get a free he gets a free pass for me. He gets me. a free pass, but it was it's like oh my gosh, dude! When you hear it's like stop smacking. <laughs> when you're in a quiet, nice restaurant, you just hear someone doing that. You're like you're on a date with some chick at a fancy restaurant or whatever. Someone's doing that at the table behind you. It just ruins your dinner. <laughs> and like I said, I love him to death. He's the greatest dude in the world. And it's just like oh man, come on. <laughs> well, tell me he gets a free pass from Hatred. <laughs> Absolutely does. All right, so I got a few more questions here. Uh, what album is an absolute playthrough for you? What can you do front to back? Oh, man, there's so many. Um, the number one for me has to be Symbolic by Death. I mean, when I first heard that album, I was just in complete awe. Um, I've listened to that album so many times start to finish and I feel like I can't start it without playing it all the way through. Hell yes. I, absolutely. For sure. It's, it's one of those things where it's like you get three songs in, you're driving home, right? And then it's, it's, it's good enough to sit in your, in front of your house with the car on to finish the album. <laughs> oh, definitely. That, you know, you just sit there with the key on and you're just like, I've got, it, it's one of those things that you have to finish. I get it. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm actually that way with the first uh, three albums of them as well. <laughs> oh, I know. With Scream, Bloody Gore, Leprosy, and Spiritual Healing. Absolutely, you have to listen to them in their entirety every time. So I know they're all great. Yeah. I'm the biggest Death fan. I'm the biggest fan of Chuck Schuldner. I have a Death tattoo. Hell my yeah. brother, my brother also collects records, and some of the most badass birthday and Christmas gifts he's gotten me is like. I have a first pressing uh, Scream Bloody Gore that actually belonged to Chuck. I have a promo pressing that's not for resale of um, Spiritual Healing that came with a promo flag that belonged to Chuck. Like, Dude. So, yeah, I'm really big into it. <laughs> that is absolutely insane. 
Yeah, I don't cry often, but when he broke broke those out for uh, some birthday and Christmas gifts, I I definitely got a little teary eyed because it's something though where it's like you know I, I'm never gonna get to meet him. I was never able to see them live with Chuck. I've seen Death to All, but they're one of my biggest influences, and it's it's something that I'll hold on to forever. You know, absolutely. And from the time what I started going to shows too, I'm a little bit older than you as well. Uh, when I started going to shows like really in my life, they were pretty much already done. And it wasn't but yeah. a few years before Chuck had passed. And it's just like, you know, that is obviously one of the, the ones that got away. And, yeah. And that's always one of the things that's like, oh man, that sucks. But I mean, Definitely. I can always listen to them. I can still always enjoy for sure. Exactly. 110% correct. All right. So I have one more question for you today. Okay. And before I get into that, I do always like to say, if you go down below, you can click these links to these bands, support them, buy their merch online, buy, find out where they're coming to you to play shows. Because now that shows are coming back, go out and support these bands when they're on tour, because this is how they live. And it's just as much as you guys had supported them through the pandemic by buying that merch and buying those albums and all of that stuff. Now is the time to go out and go see them. So click those links below. Uh, there will be links to the Bandcamp page, links to the official pages. Give them a like, give them a share, give them a follow, give them a, a purchase of something for sure. Hell um, yeah, just click the links. Yeah, just click them. Uh, just click any, them. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody today? Oh, man, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, my buddy, we call him Jersey Mike, who's sitting right in front of me, uh, who's been sitting here eating a slice of pizza and drinking beers during this whole interview. So, oh, he's been... being quiet, cheers to him, he's getting a shout-out. Um, he's been rubbing that pizza in your face. He's like, look at me, dude. I'm eating this pizza right now. Oh, no. He's been just quiet, <laughs> just staring at the street, drinking his beers, having a great time. Um, I'd like to shout out all the other members of Hatriot, uh, Mr. Costa V, Nick Souza, Cody Souza, everyone who helps out with Hatriot, and especially everyone listening, everyone who supports Hatriot. Um, you guys fucking rock. We wouldn't be able to do this without all of you. Um, and hopefully we will get to see all of your beautiful faces soon now that concerts are starting. So I'm, ju I'm just pumped off that. So thank you to everyone who's, who supports Patriot because we wouldn't be able to do this without all of you guys. Dude, and thank you so much for coming on the show this week. Absolutely. Not a problem. It's thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Not, not an issue. I would do it a million times over. And to let the cat out of the bag here for, for the listeners out there, this is the third time, three days in a row, we've tried to record this interview. So, <laughs> Oh, man. And we Just finally problems, got it. But we made it work, and, and that's what it takes. Like I said, dedication and communication. Absolutely. So final question of the day here at the Metal Forge, and this is the one that I like to ask everybody, every musician, because it's all different for the most part. And it's always something that it's near and dear to all of our hearts. What album changed your life? Oh man. There's, there's kind of a lot. Um, I'm trying to go back because I used to burn CDs and I just used to have like a little collection that I would just listen to on repeat. But I, I would say black Sabbath, um, greatest hits. Black Sabbath Greatest Hits. I mean, I, I ordered that CD on Amazon. Like, when Amazon first became a thing, my dad was like, hey, what's this Amazon thing? We should try it out. And we 
ordered a Black Sabbath CD because I, I heard Iron Man and loved it and listened to Children of the Grave and Sweet Leaf and all these other just fantastic songs. And that's that's really what opened the doors for me. So I, I have to give it to Black Sabbath. Um, it just it has done so much for me. That, that is that is the album. Hell yes. And it's, you know, Sabbath, it's the shit. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. No. And even, (laughs) you know, for me, you know, I'm not a big Dio Sabbath fan. I like certain things. I don't like others. I like the, the power metal Sabbath that's in the late eighties and into the, into the early nineties, you know, like with forbidden and stuff. And it's, they're that band that I always come back to. And I might spend six or eight months not listening to them. But they're that band that I can always pop in something like Master of Reality and just jam the fuck out on it. And that's what I love about them. It's like you—you you hit once again. You hit the nail on the head. You could not listen to Sabbath for six months, and as soon as you put in a CD, it's like, oh, okay. You get that nostalgic feeling, like that little giddy fifteen-year-old kid in you that's like, "Woo, it's Black Sabbath, right?" Right. And you just gotta listen to the whole record, and and that's what sabbath is to a lot of us and that's what it is to me and it's just it's it's really made me who i am today as a musician definitely i equate bands like that as i think everybody has that friend that they kind of lose contact with and then all of a sudden you run back into each other and you pick up conversation like nothing like no time was lost i know and and that's great and i and i loved when that happens absolutely i agree with you kevin Patterson from Hatriot. Thank you so much for coming on the Metal Forge this week. It has been awesome. And you are such a great dude. I appreciate you guys. And I look forward to seeing you guys come through in the Louisville, Kentucky area on tour or even close. I'm there for sure. Hell yeah, man. Well, we hope to see you soon. We would love to come out there. I think we may have some uh, some U.S. dates that we're working on right now. So I hope to see you soon. That would be great. And all you Metal Forge listeners, stay fucking heavy out there. And thank you for supporting Hatred. Definitely. And the, this release that just happened here back in March, we're going to play that right now. This is from my cold, dead hands with Cody Souza on the vocals. Here it is right now. So as uh, we set out this year to defeat the divisive forces that would take freedom away, I want to say those fighting words for everyone within the sound of my voice to hear and to heed from my cold, dead hands.
to the night you think you know night demon then the night demon heavy metal podcast is for you step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon we're talking band history song analysis studio anecdotes stories from the road it's everything a diehard night demon fan could want and more 
This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Frank Green from the It's Gonna Get Weird podcast, a podcast I host with Scott Clark. You're going to get everything you need on the podcast. Lots of laughs, lots of music, some sports, and maybe some inappropriate shit. Usually that's Scott's forte. Check it out. It's going to get weird. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and everywhere you get your podcasts online. It's going to get weird. I'm going to put my foot right in your ass. Oh! Hey! Hey, guys. Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now, I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out, UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. 
to distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.